This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Psalms 118.15 is our, is our text verse. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. We have talked about the voice of rejoicing for a while. And uh, it's, it's been a good reminder for many of us. For some of us, it's brand new information about learning to rejoice and rejoicing in all kinds of situations. But there is another voice. It says the voice of rejoicing and salvation. So I want to talk a little bit about that tonight, the voice of salvation. When we talk about salvation, the definition of the Hebrew word for salvation means deliverance, help, victory, and prosperity. It's a big word. Deliverance, help, victory, and prosperity. And what we find is we do not want to be silent concerning that. One of the things we've talked about in this series is that there should be something coming out of us. Now, I can't sing like any of the people we've had on, but there are some things I can do. I can rejoice. And I've always thought if I could imagine the Lord walking past my, my tent, what would he hear? And I would rather he hear rejoicing coming out of me, but also that he would hear salvation. What we don't want is to get to the place where there's nothing coming out. Silence. This verse here in, in, in Psalms 94. This was recently in our reading. He said, Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would have soon settled in silence. Have you ever, and maybe someone that you know has experienced this, maybe you've experienced this, when you've dealt with something that was difficult and you just got quiet. And someone says, Hey, hey, how are you doing? And you're like, No, I'm okay. They say, well, you're, you're unusually quiet. And oftentimes, that I've just, in my dealings with people, when they, when they get real, real quiet, sometimes there's not good things going on there. Sometimes we're getting lost in our own thoughts and they can be negative. Or as opposed to someone who's full of joy, someone who is, is full of faith, has a different voice too. And so we want to talk a little bit about the voice of, of salvation. We don't want to go quiet in this area. And this is, this is areas that it, it may be a little bit different in, in terms of, of how you've been raised or how you've been taught. I think a lot of times what's happened is we have biblical truth, spiritual truth, and we pulled so far back from it that whenever we bring it out to the forefront, and people say, well, that, that sounds different. That sounds, that sounds unusual. I was taught that when it came to religion, you're supposed to be quiet about it. Well, I understand not cramming our beliefs down someone else's throat. But when it comes to what God has done for us, the last thing we need to do is be quiet about it. And so, and, and again, this is not speaking for someone else's benefit. This is speaking for our benefit. So let me give you some scriptures as we talk about the voice of salvation. The, the Psalms really show us what the voice of salvation sounds like. Psalms 55, verses 16 through 18. It says, as for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many against me. I, I love reading the Psalms. I think they're extremely expressive, but they're not just expressive or they're not just poetry. Here you begin to hear the heart of someone who actually lived a very victorious life for the most part. As we look at David's life, I realize he had 
instances where certainly he wasn't perfect. Everyone likes to quote David and Bathsheba, and yet that was not his high point. But we also look at David's life, and he overcame so much adversity. He overcame so many difficulties. He, over, he had years where his dream was not being fulfilled. All these things were going on in his life, and yet you hear how he talks. And I thought, if I want to learn how to talk like someone who is successful, you ever, ever watch people, listen, business gurus write books, and people buy them by the millions because everyone says, I want to follow someone who's been successful. So I, I don't want to read books by people who have failed at five businesses. That would not be encouraging to me. But someone who has succeeded, someone who's done well, you look at them and go, what are they doing? So I think it's very good that we can look at somebody like David and go, what's coming out of him? How does he talk? And I just love what he says in this psalm. So in, in the psalm, you begin to hear what the voice of salvation sounds like. It's a positive sound. He said, I, I'll, I'll call on the, upon the Lord and the Lord shall save me. That's pretty positive. So we've been taught, no, you don't want to just say anything like that. You don't want to, you don't want to be bold like that. You don't want to, you don't want to pray and say, the next thing he says is, uh, I will cry out and the Lord will hear me. When's the last time you said, thank God I can pray and the Lord will hear me? See, a lot of times I hear people say, I pray, but my prayer, ever heard people say, but my prayers were bouncing off the ceiling. <laughs> That's really not a scripture. Bouncing off the ceiling. What, what, again, what, what happens is, well, I'm just kind of caught up in how I feel and I, and I prayed. I didn't have, David said, I'm, I'm going to pray and the Lord will hear me and the Lord will save me. Man, I like that. that that's, just got a, that's just got a positive note to it. You say, well, well, Alan, what if I say that the Lord will hear me and he won't? What if he will? Amen. So here's the, here's the deal. People, they come in church or they, come, they get around me, especially around me, get around me and, and they'll cuss until they find out I'm a pastor. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or Christians, how many of you have ever done this? You cussed and you felt real bad. I hope. And you felt bad. And how many of you like, you felt bad because you knew the Lord heard you? Now, you wouldn't want to come in here and just start cussing. You're like, oh, no. You don't cuss in church. You wait till we get in the parking lot. <laughs> we don't say anything in here because we know that the Lord will hear us. And here, kind of like his radar is off to you walk in the door and it's like, beep, 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 got him. But listen, why are we so convinced that the Lord will hear us when we cuss, but we're not convinced that he'll hear us when we pray? So that's a, again, different thought. So David, we listen, listen to David. So as you read the Psalms, don't just read the words, listen for the tone behind them. He said, Lord will save me, the Lord will hear me. And then I like this. He said, he has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. Listen, one thing David did not do, he did not deny that adversity comes. But what he did talk about was, if adversity comes, the Lord's gonna help me out of this, that, I, that I'm coming through. Listen, as a Christian, we're not out, out there saying, oh, everything is wonderful, everything is good, everything is great, and all hell's busting loose in your life. You can say, no, all hell's busting loose in my life, but I know one thing, when the dust settles, I'm coming out of this, the Lord will help me and I'll get through this. Yeah. I say, 
here's what happens. People are hesitant to say those words. The Lord will help me. The Lord will hear me. Some of you are very convinced that the Lord will hear me. And if you're not convinced that he'll hear me, you know he hears joy. <laughs> but when it comes to me, you're like, oh, okay, he hears Alan. But then what about you? Will the Lord hear your prayers? Huh? And this is where we need to get to. The voice of salvation has a positive note, has a winning note. The Lord's going to hear me. The Lord's going to help me. I, th there is... Um, Psalms 118, verse 16. I told you that's one of my, Psalms, verses 6 and 7. Look, look at this one. I love this psalm. David said, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do to me. The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. And that's a great verse. So in other words, David said, when the voice of rejoicing and, and salvation is in the tent. So if the Lord came by your tent, what he would be hearing is, the Lord's helping me. I'm coming through this. Amen. He's my side. The Lord's on my side. He's going to help me through this situation. Guys, I can't tell you how much that will help you just to say those words. The Lord is helping me. So, Alan, I don't, I don't know if I can say that. I don't, I don't know if I can say the Lord is helping me. Well, that's, that's why you want to just listen, because I'm going to give you a good reason why you can't say it. Because we cannot limit the voice of salvation simply to David or to others. Look at Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Now, you've heard me quote this verse a lot. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly, catch that? We may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? He said, he himself has said. So now we can boldly say. That boldly means with confidence. It means that, here's the deal. If you can find it in the scriptures, anything that God has said about us, we can say with confidence. Many of you, are, if I ask you right now, how many of you know in your heart, you're born again, you're saved. If you died right now, you'd go to heaven. Now, for many of us, do you remember when you first started, maybe when you first came to the Lord? And, and uh, maybe you prayed with somebody, you prayed, maybe you walked an aisle, maybe you prayed in here. And, you know, and someone said, well, um, did you go to church? Yeah. They said, did you get saved? And you went, um, I think so. <laughs> I, I hope so. Was, it, was anyone besides me just a little bit hesitant after you, you made that decision and you said, yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think so. I, th I think I'm saved. But how many of you noticed that, that after a while you, you started hanging out with church people? You started singing church songs. You started reading the Bible. You started hearing messages. People started asking you, hey, brother, you saved? If you, if you died right now, would you go to heaven? And hands just go, yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. Not even hesitant. Not even, not even halting. Because you're convinced in your heart that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation and old things have passed away and all things have become new, right? We didn't get there overnight. 
So what has to happen is, what we have to begin to do is, the voice of salvation needs to come out of us. And whatever God said about us, we need to say the same thing. Now, you may sound hesitant, and you might pray and say, Lord, I, I thank you that you hear me. And then open one eye to see if he strikes you dead, and he won't. <laughs> and he won't. But how many of you know it would be better just to approach him and say, Lord, I thank you that because I'm your child and I belong to you. Thank you that when I pray that you hear me. Thank you that when I call out to you that you help me. Lord, thank you that you are helping me and I can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Listen, I don't boldly say the Lord is my helper because I'm a pastor. I don't boldly say the Lord is my helper because I've been a Christian for a long time. I boldly say the Lord is my helper because that's what he said he would do. So because he said it, I can boldly say it. I'm not trying to talk God into anything. I'm not trying to, you know, if I say it enough, then God will, no. He's already said it. I'm just saying what he said. Does that make sense? If he's already said you're a new creation, it's not blasphemy for to go, thank God I'm a new creation. And all my old life just passed away and I became, a, I'm a new, praise God. Not good, because he said so. Well, someone might look at you and go, you know, you don't look like a new creation. <laughs> you look like the same old nasty creation you always were. <laughs> you feel like a new creation? Because I don't know, because I, I, I saw you the other day and you said something you shouldn't have said. You're, you're not a new creation. Listen, the enemy, the enemy will try to do that. How many of you, after you, you made Jesus your Lord, you made a mistake, the first thing the enemy tells you was you didn't get anything. You are so not saved. I don't even know why you go to that church. There's no way they can help you. You are beyond help. You're not saved. And yet what we have to do is the voice of salvation needs to come out of us and go, I'm not, at, I'm not telling you how I feel and I'm telling you how I look. He himself said I'm a new creation because I'm in Christ and because he said it, I boldly say it. Whether you like it or not. Light <laughs> drop. I'm up to do a few mic drops on the enemy who's got the accusing voice in our life. And if he's said it, we need to boldly stand up and go, that's who I am. And the Lord's helping me. Listen, try that this week. Every time you think about it, you're like, I don't know, I, I, just stop and go, thank you, Lord, that you are helping me, that you are my helper. I'm gonna tell you something, it'll lift your spirits just to say that. Just to say, thank you, Lord, you're my helper. Because he said it, we can say it. Here's the next one. God, it's God's salvation is available to anyone who believes it. Romans 1, 16 and 17 says this. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it's written the just shall live by faith. Gospel's always good news but it's only God's power to those who believe it. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's God's power to those who believe it. You don't believe it, it's not God's power to you. How many of you know you can, you can go to a service with friends, you can all sit and hear the same message, and they give an altar call, and you raise your hand, make Jesus your Lord, your friends never do a thing, but it's God's power to salvation to you because you believed it. So here's the beautiful thing. Sometimes people will believe, well, that's the God's, it's God's power to salvation that, that thank God I don't have to go to hell when I die. I can go to heaven and be with the Lord. That's good news. But it's also God's power to be in right standing with him. 
For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. And that's kind of where people back up. Well, you know, well, I know I'm saved, but I don't know about being in right standing with God. Again, that's what God did for you. So we might as well just say what he says. Thank you, Lord. Not only did you save me, but I have right standing with you. I'm your child. But what I want to talk to just the last few minutes is this. What we need to begin to do is embrace what I call the salvation spectrum. If you know spectrum, you know that, that for example, let's talk about sound waves. Human ear, average human ear can hear about 20,000 hertz of sound. How many of you know that your dog hears differently? Your dog can hear from 47 to 65,000 hertz of sound. You know, people used to think that dogs had a sixth sense. They would, all of a sudden the dog goes, you know, your dog just goes, Hoo. and it starts going, you know, my dog just starts going, Hoo. Before, the, before it's the full-blown bark, it's the, uh, uh, uh. I don't look at my dog and go, he must sense something. <laughs> no, he's a dog. He hears something. He hears something different. I can close my eyes and go, I don't hear it. Must not be there. Now, how about the fact that dogs are attuned to hear on a different spectrum than we are? Ever, had, ever, ever get a dog whistle? I was so disappointed when they sent me a dog whistle in the mail. And I blew it, and nothing came out. I'm like, what's up with this? <laughs> nothing. But you get around the dog, the dog's got like, <laughs> it's a different spectrum. Here's, here's what happens, guys. Sometimes, because of how we've been taught, we've been taught that salvation, the salvation spectrum, only involves just not going to hell when we die. But it's a much bigger spectrum than that. Say, well, I, that's not what I was taught. Well, let's get you listening on a different frequency because it's bigger. And I don't even think we've tapped into everything. Look at this verse right here. 1 Peter 2 through 9. 2, 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What Jesus did for us in his death, his burial, and his resurrection, what we have to do is make it personal for us. So you can read that and go, okay, chosen generation of royal priesthood, or you can do something different. We can, begin, we can give voice to that. Thank you, Lord, that I'm chosen. See, a lot of people think the Jews are chosen. And me, because I'm half Jewish, I'm half chosen. But if you belong to the Lord, you're his chosen people. You're chosen. You're a special group. Chosen, royal, a priesthood. That means you don't need someone to go to God for you. You can go yourself. A holy nation. You realize we're part of a holy nation in here? That's pretty cool. That means you say, well, oh, I wish I was Jewish because then I would be God's chosen people. Listen, you are God's chosen people because of what, but what happens is we have to give voice to that so we can personalize and then give voice to the fact that we've been delivered from darkness into his marvelous light. Thank you, Lord, that darkness has no dominion 
or control over me because of what he said. So now I can say that. I want to close with, with one thought. There's this, this one thing, this, this will really help you because as we talk about embracing the salvation spectrum, I, I want us to embrace this. This is 1 Peter 2, 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, obviously we're talking about Jesus, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Now that right there is a huge spectrum. How many of you believe that on the cross, Jesus bore our sins? He took the punishment for our sins. He bore our sins. I think a lot of times, if you're in evangelical Christianity, most of us believe that. We believe that Jesus bore our sins. He took the punishment. Thank God he did that for us. He bore our sins. But let me, let me give something else. Because it says he bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness. Now that's oftentimes where people have stopped. We believe he bore our sins. But how many times do we believe that we're dead to sin? You hear the quiet? And we're, we can live for righteousness. Now, this, this, work with me here. We're expanding the spectrum. He bore our sins. And now we're dead to sin. And we can live for righteousness. Now here's, listen. Here's where the rubber meets the road. All of us have areas that we deal with. What might be an issue for you is not an issue for me. What might be mine is not yours. That's why we're not to judge. Because there ain't nobody perfect. So judging way above our pay grade we just say, there's no verse that says, thank you, Lord, you may be a new creation and a judge of all my brothers. No, he did not. <laughs> he didn't do it. But here, here's the deal. All of us have issues that we deal with. I have found one of the things that helps me more than anything else is when temptation comes, temptation thoughts will come, I say, nope, I'm dead to that. What, what happens is, we're saying, I know I've just tried so hard and I've tried so hard and I don't know why I can't get free from this. I prayed, I asked God to free me. I mean, he will free me. I'm not free. Why am I not free? I'm not free. I'm so not free. That is so not helping you. <laughs> the voice of rejoicing and salvation. Your salvation involves your deliverance, your freedom, your help. So instead of keep confessing how bound we are, why don't we begin to say, thank God I'm dead to that. Well, Alan, I, just, I, I did it three times yesterday. Well, that was yesterday. And today is a brand new day, and I'm dead to the sin that dominated my life, and I can live for righteousness. So, listen. I promise you, if you'll begin to say, now listen, when you first start saying stuff, you'll think you're lying. <laughs> because it sounds weird coming out of your mouth to proclaim something that you have not seen as a reality in your life. But we don't say it because it's a reality in our life. We say it because he said it. He said, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness. So when temptation begins to come, instead of gripping, you, you can pray, say, Lord, help me with this. But begin to thank him, say, Lord, I'm dead to that. Whatever it is that bothers you. You're not waiting for the Lord to set you free from it. In Christ, you're already free.
But that's a different spectrum, isn't it? That kind of widens it. Most people say, well, I'm not going to say I'm free until I'm free. No, no, no. Just go ahead ahead of time because he said you can live for righteousness. And then it says, by whose stripes you were healed. But the same Lord that took our sins also took our sicknesses. And this was the verse, gosh, we're out of time. But this was the verse that helped my wife go from acute chronic pancreatitis to complete health. By his stripes, we were healed. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. Maybe at some point in time, I'll, I'll need to dig into this a little bit more. But, it, it's, but this week, the assignment for this week, next week is Keith. This week, we're going to say, the Lord's helping me. And if you've got, a, if any of you might have a, problem with sin. I'm not saying it's you. <laughs> Could be other people. But if you are, thank you, Lord. I'm dead to that. Would you bow your heads with me just for a second? Father, we're thankful for your salvation. The salvation that saved us and has given us a place with you in heaven. Salvation that has healed us. The salvation that bore our sins. The salvation that has delivered us from sin. Father, thank you that we're your chosen people. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. We give you all the praise. Heads are bowed tonight and eyes are closed and no one's looking around. If you came tonight and you said, Alan, you know, I don't really know. I'm not confident that I'm saved. I don't know that I have that relationship with the Lord. I hope I do, but I'm not sure. Or if you're here and you say, Alan, I used to, and I got so far away from God, but I don't want to live there. I, I want to come back. I want to live close to him. We're going to say a prayer. It's going to be just a, a short prayer. It's a powerful prayer. I'm not going to have you stand up or come to the front, but sitting in your seat tonight, if that's you that I'm talking to and you would like in on this prayer, would you just slip your hand up across this auditorium and say, Alan, that's me. Thank you. Great. Thanks. Thank you for your courage. Thank you. Yeah. Got you. All across. Appreciate you. Put your hands down. We're going to pray. Maybe you, you wanted to to lift your hand for some reason you just couldn't do it. That's okay. You can pray this prayer with us. We're going to pray it with you out loud. You pray it with us. Say, Dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. Now, said you're still bowed. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for how big your salvation is in our life. For those that lifted their hands and prayed for your forgiveness, for your restoration, and for those who've walked out of darkness into your marvelous light. For the rest of us, Father, we'll leave rejoicing with your rejoicing and salvation in our hearts and in our mouths. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.